Hello, I'm Ian. And I'm Darren. And welcome to the Average Bikers in a Cave, a show where a group of bikers chat and share opinions about all things motorbike, from news, reviews, interviews and the big questions. If you like what you hear, then be sure to subscribe, tell your friends and leave us a review. So, what's on today's show? Well, there's our usual ramblings and nonsense. We have an update from our adventure day at West Coast Harley with a couple of possible upcoming guests. We have some news from the biking world and we'll tackle this week's big question. What is your last big road this season? This week's episode is sponsored by Afterground, an exceptional drone, wedding, portraiture and events photography and videography company that specialises in capturing video and images on the ground and in the air in a style that is modern yet timeless, interesting and vibrant, with a focus on accelerating moments and viewpoint. Using their experience, skills and knowledge, they will work with you to ensure your videos and photos are exactly the way you want them. For more information or to chat to the team, head over to www.afterground.com or check out their Facebook page. Check-in time. I suppose there's only one major check-in. It's a bit <laughs> of a joint check-in, really, isn't it? It's a bit it? of a joint check-in. You know? And I, we don't mean that we're looking at each other's knees. Do you know what I mean? No. 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 Um, or anything else. Or anything else. Call it. Call it. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, the adventure weekend at the Harley of Davidson's. The Harley of Davidson's in the coast of the West. Talking talk about Harley Davidson, I actually said to my brother, I said, you should have called your daughter Harley. No, sorry, you should have called your son Harley. Aye, that, that, see, that, that, see when he's going to tell a joke, right? And then it doesn't <laughs> work, right? I was like, I'll try again. I said to my brother, I said, you should have called your son Harley. And then that way, when you introduce me and say, this is Harley, David's son. Because <laughs> my brother's called David. Aye. I suppose it helps if you knew that little bit of nugget of information for that joke. Where's my tumbleweed button? <laughs> You'll have a tumbleweed button, you're safe. Yeah. Harley Adventure Weekend, because that was like, this is what, we're now a couple of weeks on for that weekend, which doesn't seem like a couple of weeks on, it seems like about a month ago, do you remember it was only a couple of weeks ago? I'm still haunted by it, what about that later? (laughs) Aye, you can cover that in your check-in. I will do. You can actually go first then. Or do we just kind of pick the bones of it? Pick as we the bones of it because we get some, you know, there's some really cool stuff that I mean, there's some stuff you did, there's some stuff I did, and there's some stuff that we both tried, which is really good. You know, what I mean? so yeah, go pick your bones. Pick your bones. Well, when we first got there, the very first thing I saw was Emerald. Yep. Which I w- completely wasn't expecting to be at the adventure show. So I shout out to Cheryl and Rob um, from. Oh, just just question: Did they fit you? When you got them? Oh, or did you have to get them bigger? <laughs> and again, the little nugget is Cheryl and Rob. They're actually based in Bigger hey. in Scotland. So I'm here um, a week trying to view. So <laughs> try to venison. Uh, but yeah, the that was quite good chatting with those guys. And obviously, we, me and my wife, both decided we're going to get a pair. Um, so they've arrived, and. It's weird at first, I'm, mm. I'm going to be honest. It's Remember when you were a kid and you used to fold your ears over on itself? I never did that, maybe that's just you. Okay. No, no, I've okay. talked to other people yeah. who definitely did it, oh, so yeah, it wasn't okay. just me. Fine. But it's that whole kind of, it, initially it feels like a bit underwater, but not I, in a disorientating way, just kind of muffled. However, if you're going anywhere that's got 
but I went to see Colin last night and I just went straight along the motorway without a, a think about it. I just went, I'll just go the quickest way there. Yeah. And you don't notice the wind. Well, it's, fr- it's it's just frightening how much. And I don't mean that. You know I mean, the wind's still there, but you just don't seem to be affected by it in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely don't hear the noise. And I could still hear comms, music. Satnav was giving me directions and stuff, which was interesting because Waze gave me an update before I went. So my, I've changed from Boy Jobs oh. to Master Chief oh, from Halo, nice. which is great. Other than when you come up to a pothole and it does say, hazard up front. Be careful, there could be a trap. Yeah, yeah, I know, it's just a pothole. Thanks for that. But aye, big shout out to Sherlyn Rob. Um, Rob's actually signed up for his advanced riding next year. Excellent. Um, Good luck, Rob. So he's he's quite looking forward to that. But yeah, the emotes, I would highly recommend them. So if anyone's interested... Have a look. Go on to Facebook. Look at ear molds at CCM Laboratories, um, and have a check. They do multicolour. You can get them just straight earplugs. You can get them with filters in them. I got the ones with filters in them because I like to hear my music and stuff. Um, See when you so you got you got your. I mean, I met up with you. You were sitting in a chair getting something shoved in your ear, weren't you? <laughs> Was that the same day? Aye, aye. I was getting, I was getting the. Oh. Uh, the kind of yeah. resiny stuff that's so. Do you, I take it then if you're going to order, you have to go to them. Are they, the, the, you know? I I don't think they do. They don't send you a kit out to. No, I don't think they send you a kit out. Um, again, I never actually asked because it was just a case of oh, we're there because that's the problem living where we live. Mm-hmm. Is if you want to get them done by some of the other companies that are out there, you have to kind of get your ears impressioned. Uh, and um, and is an audiologist? You have to go and book the appointment. In most places. I think it's about 30 quid to get your impressions taken and then right. you send them that and they take the 30 quid after the price and stuff like that. So they're all much and much the same kind of rough price. Right. Um, I think the Custom Fit Guards is one of the other ones and they're about, I think for the V2s, they're about roughly 110 quid. Oh, okay. Um, for the And that's with a little filter in them. Um, the ear, ear moulds are 95 for that. Um, and then 75 for just the straight through ones but they're ideal and you get them much quicker because right. they obviously then just scoot the, the actual stuff straight into your ear and then make the form and then they mm-hmm. take it back to the lab and kind of rattle it off within it's about 8 days in total oh it's not bad it's really good that's Do you know mean? and that's, in, that's including like a weekend so it's no, it's not that bad um, aye check them out they're, nice. they're really quite good bit tricky getting it first right because you're not used to them, you're like, but once you get that knack, I just pull you it. You can cover them in, don't you? You can pull them Aye, in. Aye, pull, pull your earlobe down and pop it in the canal Aye. and then just twist it. And then what you do is I just pull my ear up at the top and it just sinks in beautifully. Oh, right, it's nice. great. You, and again, the helmet on and off, no one issue. Cool. So. Check them out, folks. Earlobes at yep. CCM Laboratories. Laboratories. And then the next thing we did was we walked over and saw the guys out. Roars, 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 R O R S. The ride off, ride off, ride off road. Yeah, Scotland. And I'm going to let you talk about this because you went first. I did go first, and and, and no warning when you came off it because I was going on it kind of after you. After no you. warning to say, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Aye, no, it's uh, it was it was brilliant fun, right? It was great fun, um, but it was a physically quite exhausting. And it was pissing. 
It, excuse me, it was peeing with rain. <laughs> it was. It was Make absolutely chucking. There. It was, uh, it pee, was chucking, chucking it down, um, and this kind of uneven bit of wasteland, really, they've, they'd set the course up round um, on a 250cc bike, um, the Dura bike, wasn't it? And it was, uh, and it's just a totally different way of riding a bike. You know, and it's not totally that different. That, that 250, you mean you were in first gear for the good for about the first 20 minutes or so? Aye, absolutely. And yeah. it's so techy, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, I was just trying to get the. Um, and you did not sit on the bike. That was the, the whole point was you do not sit on the bike. No. no. Did you notice at first though, when you stood next to the bike, you went, that's quite tall. Aye. And oh then yeah. you sat on it and it went, boom, and it sunk away down because obviously it's got quite. Yeah, but. Like but suspension. But it was still quite tall for me. Was it? As were other bikes uh, during that day. Talk about we'll come on to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that was a uh, Kevin Murray. Hink. Kevin was a guy who took that was doing all the coaching, wasn't it? He was he was Aye. he was the one who was there on out the bikes with the with the gun. Um, he's a previous Scottish and British champion, and he took us through the paces of the basics of it, uh, a bit more cross riding. Um, I was on it for about 20 minutes, 25 minutes, because I kind of tried to jump the queue, because I was supposed to be later on and jumped the queue because it was quiet. Um, yeah, didn't try any of the the, the obstacles. There's a couple of like barrels and kind of, was it big tyres, wasn't it, and things to jump over? Aye, the big tyres and Aye. sleepers. But um, yeah, I was just happy to get around the course without falling off. So, you know, um, and I don't think I've squeezed my knees together quite so hard on a fuel it's, tank it's ever. A, it's a weird technique. It's, it's bizarre, it? yeah. Because you're on the Literally on the balls of your feet, mm-hmm. with your toes pointed in, yeah, and your knees pointed in. The rest yeah, of you pointing look, out. You're, the way. Look, you're holding some sort of um, evacuation. That's <laughs> what you're like. You know what I mean? So but then, but then you've got to drop your heels. Got to drop your heels a bit to actually gear uh, that kind gear of spring, spring and bouncing your knees. Uh, and then, of course, for for folk that aren't used to this, you've got two fingers on the clutch and two fingers on the handle. And your handlebar Aye. as well, try to control while holding on to the bike, which was well going over, well going over bumps, bumps, which became today. really sore really quickly. Aye, if you're not used to did. that, absolutely. You know, these guys must have an an iron grip. They must be like, I must be like an action man with the well, I was with the top through grip. So apparently, the British Superbike, the actual see the race for to determine the British Superbike champion, apparently is an eight-hour race. A Scottish Championship is four hours. Wow. Could you imagine riding like that for four hours? You'd be careful. I was I was absolutely I mean, the sweat was pouring off me. Oh aye. My hand was like somebody else's hand. I couldn't half feel half it. And uh, and that was twenty five minutes. <laughs> aye. And I was on it for forty five minutes. Because I thought you were on I thought you're only on it for twenty five minutes. I thought, oh that's fine. Oh, twenty five minutes, great. And then I can come back and do other things on it at the same time, which I'm gonna kick myself about, but there you go. Um Certain somebody was having his first chat at that uh, point, which was really good. Aye, <laughs> thanks for that. Yes, I did. But it turns out, no, 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 we're going to go for the full 45 minutes. And it was, as you say, it was excruciating. Mm-hmm. No, I, I didn't know where the sweat and the rain stopped. Aye. It was just a amalgamate. That's why, if you see your pictures online mm-hmm. with a, a certain adventure bike hero of mine. Um, <laughs> we looked dishevelled because it was literally just straight after the event. Actually, so. and for if, for those of you that, that that know what I look like, which is probably very few of you, I've those pictures made me remove all my long hair because there was points when I just looked like Joe Exotic for the Tiger King or whatever it was, and I was like, right, just get that haircut. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it was like the worst eighties mullet 
Esque thing I've a note standing there, you know, and I thought that's it, it's got to go. Aye, I, I looked at that picture and went, Well, I'll tell you what I thought. But one of the things I did think was, Is that white t shirt's not getting put back on again, <laughs> even though it's got a logo on it, it's still yeah, not getting put back bad. on again. So, so that was good. I would do it again in a heartbeat, though. I would like to go and do it for like a, a, a day. And well, you talked about going and maybe doing it with John, exactly. Yeah, so but I wasn't going to say that to John, it was going to be a surprise. But now that you've mentioned the podcast, I'll just cut it out. Here's hoping he's not listening. I'll just cut it out. It's no lie. Fine. Um, well, oh, I don't know. What, what did, I don't know. What you, oh, you went and listened to the talk. So I went and listened to, to Mister B. Aye, yeah. which we'll come on to in a minute. Yeah. And while I was out doing that, um, my wife was having a chat with a guy called Tim Bradshaw. Lovely who man. Is Lovely part, man. Who, such a nice guy. Did you have a chat with him? Chatted with him while I was kind of hanging about, waiting to get a wee shot. Oh, did you? Uh, so, so he's part of a thing called Project Dakar Twenty Twenty Three. Um, now we never again. It'd be great to get an actual sit down and a proper chat with him. And I never saw his actual chat because we were away chasing Mr. B. Mm -hmm. uh, but he did a, a whole thing on stage. But he's he's agreed. He, he spoke to Nicola and said he would love to come on and have a chat just about yeah. Project Dakar and all that kind of good stuff. But just for you guys listening, Project Dakar 2023 is it's a kind of movement that those guys have started and they're using the hashtag because I can, which is more about an attitude of not giving up and not letting things get to you and pushing through to be successful at whatever it is you yep. decide to do. So they're taking this mantra, I'm going to call it a mantra because yeah. I like the word mantra. It's a great word, but it mantra. Yeah. But they're taking this mantra and they're applying it to the planning, the training and the actual driving forward with a challenge, and that challenge is to participate in the 2023 Dakar Rally, which is, if anybody knows, it's 14 days, it's across umpteen, I think they're about a thousand, average a thousand kilometres a day, it's absolutely mental. If no one's seen Race to Dakar, which is mm -hmm. one of Charlie Borman's kind of adventures, check it out and you'll get a flavour of what it is. Then the Dakar Rally for 2023 is in Saudi Arabia, so shed loads of sand. Um, but Tim Bradshaw is actually the team captain. He's a former British Army captain. He's climbed Mount Everest and uh, the Matterhorn. He's a novice rider, um, but they're going to take him from novice rider and they're going to train him up so that he's competent enough to actually compete in the Dakar. The other two guys that are in the team with him is a guy called Dave McGee, who 20 years ago was actually told he only had eight months to live and he's he's now going off to do the Paris-Dakar oh, the Dakar rally. Um, he, he was a motocross rider when he was a schoolboy, um, and kind of drifted away for that, and ended up becoming a professional drummer. As you do, as you do, drums you're thinking my ears are only getting damaged enough by the motocross. I'm going to take up the drums exactly. as a side show. Exactly. Um, but in 2023, but if he goes to ear modes, that's he's saying the body exactly protect his ears. And Dave's going to turn 50 in 2023. So he'll be 50 when he does the Dakar. So he's still got plenty of time to get those ear moulds and protect his ears. Yeah. And then the last guy who we've already talked about is uh, Kevin Murray, who was the guy, the head coach at the Rideoff Road School, who we were out and did a bit with. Yeah. Or as we call him, the sadist, because he keeps you going for 45 minutes and that big. Aye. And Earth's. Die. When he said, then got to the point to say, "Do you want to go the tiles and the?" I was like, ah, "No, I'm, I'm kind of done. I, I'm, I'm beat. You've, mm -hmm. you've won. Congratulations." Um, but Kevin's essentially he's going to be the the coach and the rider, so he's going to train the guys up, um, and get them up to 
up to speed. So um, we'll reach out to those guys um, and we're going to get those guys, I think, in for a chat yeah, or, cool. or remote for a chat. Yeah. Um, just to get Because I think the more I've read about, especially Tim Bradshaw, um, the more I've read about him, the more I'm thinking and reading and going, this guy's like a legend. <laughs> he's just all the stuff that he's done and seen, and and, and he's like such an unassuming man, wasn't he? He's so nice. And just ah, he was just a lovely, gentle, chatty. I was going to say like a gentle guy. giant. Aye. You know what I mean? Because that's. But I he was so nice. Aye. Such a cool guy. And it's a really, it's a really cool thing they're doing. And I think even the support team are like getting trained up, mm-hmm. so that even the support team that's gone with them, and they still need to ride an element of the Dakar. The support team they do the they maybe not do the full special stage and stuff like that, but they definitely travel the, the same because they've got to go between stops and stuff like that, so that they are there and set up for the guys coming in, so that the guys can go to sleep and they can work on the bikes to get them ready for the next yep. morning and stuff. So it's quite a it's quite a challenging thing. So good luck to those guys, but we'll hopefully we'll hopefully get them in in the in the coming weeks because that'll be a, that'll be interesting. What happened after that? After that, well, the whole point of the adventure weekend, obviously, it's Harley Davidson, so they're trying to sell you something, right? So, okay, which is, it's their business, they've got to do it, so they were really, it was all about getting a, getting a slot and getting a shot on the, the Harley Davidson Pan America, yeah. Which I did have a slot for, and Aye. then they phoned me and went, you've taken a suit, <laughs> do Aye. you really need, because we're really struggling for spaces, and I went, that's fine, I've been And then, there. ironically, because of the really rubbish weather, they started uh, losing spaces, because <laughs> folk didn't turn up, because it was blowing me rain. So I got to take out the Pan American, right? Woo-hoo. Yeah, which which um, I I will tell you what happened when I took out the Pan American. Well, tell us first, how did you find it? Uh, so basically, n- I was ninety five percent in love with the Pan American. I, I was probably one hundred percent in love with the Pan American and one hundred percent in pure hatred of my wee short legs. That's probably <laughs> the best way to put it. It is a big bike. It's got even I got one with the adaptive right height. Yeah, and the seat, as far as I was aware, was at its lowest position. Yeah, and I was struggling to get my toes on the ground because I've got I'm such a wee short thing, yeah. Uh, and so because of that, I was a wee bit wobbly, just he- heading off. And at one point, so but but when I was on the bike and riding it, the bike is so smooth, and it, and it's like super fast. And I didn't take off a rain mode because of the weather, and it was still super super fast, right? So I, I just loved riding the bike. Aye. It, it was, the gear changes were smooth, the, you know, the torque and the overtaking was just incredible. We took it around a lot of the village roads around about the Houston, um, Camelcombe, Nick of the Woods, that kind of Langbank, all those kind of places in the West Coast there. And, and, it, and it was just so much fun to ride until I had to try and slow it down and stop it. And then I just panicked and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm not going to get my feet down. I'm not going to get my feet down. However, for most of the ride, I was fine. <laughs> Yay! Yay! There was one point when we were going along and we all pulled in to just let him catch up and I felt the bike just go slightly to one side and, and, and I just put my foot down and uh, and held on to it and held on to it and the guy that was taking everybody out saw that, jumped off his bike and came and helped me push it back up. So I didn't, you know, do anything bad. Who I was just, taking you in? Oh, God, I can't remember his name now. I'm terrible with names, though. That's a trouble. Was it Don? It was Don, yes, thank right. you. It was the, Don. The owner of West Coast. Yes, <laughs> I, it was Don, right. So, um, and actually, I've when West Coast was over in, in, in Glasgow City Centre, years and years ago, I did some photography for them, years and years ago, um, and it was Don there, of course. So um, um, I, meant to, I meant to say that to him, but I was too embarrassed because of what happened later on in the bike. Right, so um, so I was taking around again, 
got it back up and running. He's like, ah, you're okay, you're okay. And I was like, I'm absolutely fine. Uh, my heart's racing because I thought I was going to drop your bike. You know, you know, if I thought, that, you know, that all I had to worry about was almost dropping the bike, then I'd be quite happy. But however, so um, <laughs> later on, literally within two minutes of get, getting up the road, the my worst nightmare happened. And the thing about the adaptive ride height and the Harley is if you come to a stop slowly, the bike adjusts and it gives you time to get your foot down, right? Yep. But the trouble was that I had to make an emergency stop on the bike at a really horrible wee junction just outside Harley. And, Aye, and you know that junction, right? It's on a hill, yeah. slight camber, it's and, it's a, and it's a... It's it's such a blind and, and and the vehicle in front of me had to stop quickly but that person had longer legs than me I stopped and the bike just didn't get low enough in time and it just tipped over the edge of that balance point just that wee inch too much and I basically did an assisted tip just a nice gentle a nice lay this, on the, lay this on the ground as I leap off and look sadly embarrassed however testament to the to the, to the rigidity and the sturdiness of the Harley Davidson um, myself and the, the guy behind me jumped off and we lifted the bike back up and there wasn't a mark on it. Right. Actually, wasn't a mark on it. <laughs> That's how good those Pan Americans <laughs> actually are. So I think if I was to... I would love one, right? If I could just drop that height by about an inch to an inch and a half. Right. I'd be, I'd just be like super confident. Um, you know, because... Uh, and I said I wasn't even like we care, but I was trying to see if there was a curb or something I could just get my foot ah, onto yeah. for the stop. Um, so I think if I could drop that just that height down a tiny wee bit, and I, pr- I, I presume there'll be ways we c- you could you, you could, could probably scoop the seat a bit, scoop the seat, scoop some of the stuff out the seat a bit, maybe just adjust the adjust something in it that would do it. Um, then I would love the bike, but it's still a big big bike for you know. I mean, I, I got on my Triumph to go home, and I felt like I was on a toy. You mean that's that's <laughs> yeah, that you know, and I was, a b- but so, hundred percent loved the bike, loved the, the, you know how smooth it was, loved cornering. My God, it was amazing going around corners, it's right? So sim- it's, it's so, so easy, smooth, it? so easy, right? Um, but hundred percent hate my wee short legs, which is why I'm super, super excited about the Sportster because it's got that engine in it, but torquey. I know, and a and it's not as if the engine that's in the Pan America. That twelve, it's just because that's just the Rev Max twelve fifty straight as yeah, it is. as it is. It's not as if it's missing any torque. It's no, tons of it's torque. Tons of tor- Whereas t- the Sportster S, they've tweaked it to get more torque. Yeah. And you're thinking, Whoa, ho, ho, ho. so I'm super excited about that. Cannot wait to go. As long as uh, Harley Davidson are quite happy for me to take another bike out, you know. Um, ironically, well, I thought it was quite funny. They did send me an email about a week later saying, now you've had a wee. I were out in the bike, do you want to take it for another couple of hours? And I'm like, no, sorry, thanks. No, 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 unless I get platform heels. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, although I believe you can buy more bike boots that have got bigger heels so you can take them down the ground. Daytona. Yeah. Daytona boots have got a wee heel on them. So, um, so there you go. So, so, yeah, absolutely loved the bike, right? Loved it. I loved all the, loved the screen, all the toys, the way that, you know, the, the interface and everything on it. I thought it was brilliant. Um, eh, but it's just, it was just, I just mean, a smidgen just too a tall. smidgen too tall for me, you know. Aye. Um, but it does make me super excited for that sports now. Aye. When I get a shot. I, 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 I would agree with that. I, I think the fact that they're tweaking it to get more torque yeah. is just uh, it's frightening. Yeah. But I got a shot in it, it was great. And and apart from that wee blip, 
all the, all the help that my foot went down on gravel and it slid. Do you know what I mean? It was just Aye, again, it's a horrible, it's horrible road. road. I don't know why MD would take MD up that road. I know. Actually, I, there was a bit of me that wished I'd taken the left-hand turn just before that junction and then it would have taken me in a wee farm road, back road, into Harley. Along by the cemetery and popped straight out. I, yeah. And that was, if I was leading it, that's the way I would have taken me. Yeah, purely so. because, yeah, it's, it's a wee bit more gravelier, but it's an adventure bike. It'll handle the gravel no bother. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to I had no issues with that handling, uh, and it's quite steep. It's, a, it's, it's just a horrible. It's that, that horrible kind of wee steepy, right. slidey kind of way, you know. Right. And it was just a perfect matcher misfortunes. But anyway, the bike was fine. The bike was absolutely fine. But I was, I think I was jinxed though because when I sat on the bike ready to go leave Harley, they said, "Can you just wait a minute?" And they taped up the front screen because somebody dropped it in the the ride before me. Oh, did they? So I'm like, I've got a jinx bike here. So that was maybe uh, playing so in my maybe head. You know the bike. It's just, it maybe wasn't it you or short uh, legs. It was just the bike was drunk. Aye, possibly. Uh, I'll blame that. We'll, have a go we'll, that. We'll blame, we'll yeah, blame the supernatural forces, shall we? Aye. Here we go. So anyway, there you go. So that's what happened to me on the ride, but still great. It was good to see them all pulling it. Aye. Because they had a couple of different variants in terms of colour. I think it was like a kind of dark green. Aye. Kind of army green one. Which is beautiful. Aye, beautiful which was surprisingly. And I've seen that on a, I think it was a fat, fat bob. Which is the one with the pedal, the pillbox light. And there was, I'm, I've seen that in that colour. And it looks like, it does look like a modern, yeah, old army bike. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite nice. Um, but I still like the Baja orange. Ah, yeah. It's just, I'm mostly keen on the white. But I mean, if we could just get it black with the Baja orange, that'd, that'd be, be lovely. Cool. Absolutely. Maybe next year go. when I come to buy one, they'll have new colours. But of course, I also, when you were on your Rose thing, they sat and listened to the one of your heroes. We should have a drum roll button, but I don't have a drum roll button. No, that's fine. We can add it, add it in post. I'll add it. Aye. Uh, drum roll. There we go. There we go. So, <laughs> and that was, of course, Mr. Charlie Berman. Yes. Who um, chatted away about his, you know, the long way up, long way down, long way down stuff. Chatted away about the Dakar thing. Chatted away about his injuries, about his... Big injury when he was the triumph rep aye, and all exactly. that, and, you know, uh, and uh, it was a, it was just a genuine delight to st- stand and listen to, it. and it was I was I, it, because of the, the weather, uh, everybody was in under that tent cover thing, and I just stood outside. There was no space, you know, and I didn't really care. Well, I was getting soaked because it was so interesting. because you, you had been soaked for twenty five minutes. And it's on a, on aye, outdoor seen thing, that in the sweat. Aye, you sweat. Quite I was just to get a shower. Aye, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, uh, so um, Charlie, which was which was fascinating, yeah, and then D- Dan and I decided to chase him run. Ah, well, chase him was he? He did make it because of that weekend was his and mine's birthday weekend. Any happy returns? Thank you very much. Um, obviously Charlie's that ten years older than me. Just making it perfectly clear. No yeah. offense, Charlie, if you're listening. Uh, so we decided he'd said he'd obviously jokingly said about if anybody wants to bring me a birthday present, bring me a birthday present, which I don't think many people did. I, one he, guy had bought me a bottle of whiskey. I was about a bottle of malt. To be honest, I was like, that. Well, you mean I kind of felt cheap going up after that because obviously we had just gotten some average bikers in a cave <laughs> memorabilia. Well, not even memorabilia. It's like prototypes. Prototypes. Um, so but then it, he is the guy for prototypes. If you watch Long Way Up, that's a prototype. Exactly. So, and it's not as if Charlie, if you're listening, uh, you, you are the prototype man. It's not as if he can't use it. We did get him a t- one of the t-shirts that we've got, and then right. we got him a 
like an apron because he was on Master Chef. Exactly. And he does like cooking. So I thought, well, that. And if what well, comes to us, he can always just cut them up and use them for shammies. Exactly. Yep. Or painting cloths or whatever he decides whatever he wants to, to do. You know. He'll always look in it and go, that was the two idiots that I met in Glasgow. Aye. And the guy that looked like Joe Exotic. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy who was sweating to death. That's it. Aye. Um, but what was it? And the, 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 I think I, I was more, I don't want to say starstruck, because he doesn't have... He doesn't give you the opportunity, I think, to get that way because he's just so He just talks to you like, aye, so approachable, so nice. Um, but then, obviously, we'd said about the fact that we, you mean, we started the podcast this year and blah, blah, blah. And then the first thing he said was, send me a message and I'll come on. I'd be like, I said, sorry, I'll cut your repeat, please. <laughs> I don't even think that came out. I think I got, oh, 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 oh. I'm pretty sure, and, um, if uh, listeners, this is exactly what happened to Danny. Charlie said, send me a message. I'd love to come on. And, and, and I mean, Aye. That was it, wasn't it? Either that or it was that scene in Star Wars where you first meet Han Solo. Aye. And I wasn't Han Solo. I was the other guy on the other side of the table going, Oh, hey, So, yeah, he was absolutely brilliant. And uh, we chatted away to him, didn't we? We got some pickies taken, as you were seen on the social we media did page. Get some pickies taken. Highlight of um, my life, other yeah. than my kids, allegedly. Do, do your kids listen to this? No. Ah, oh, well, then you're fine. Crack on. That's about the one episode they decide to listen to, though. Um, but I, he was just such a, such a, such an approachable guy. Lovely. Dead. He yeah. was quite happy to chat away. He took loads of pictures, um, and then he, he went away for lunch at yeah, that point. And, and I think he went out for a ride because some people would get. I think people who'd pre-ordered Pan Americans or whatever got to go out on a ride with him, didn't they? Aye, they, they did. You die. know, he'd take them out for a wee ride, kind of thing. Can you imagine being out? On a bike that isn't yours, right? Right, unless they were taking their own bikes, in which case, fair enough. But you imagine being out on a ride, and you can go. I've been in a ride with Charlie Berman. I would have just, I would have been like that. That's me done. Mm-hmm. I can just go now. Just you know, if you want to come and get me, lords, I'm here waiting. Just take me away. Um, after lunch though, um, he did come out and do another talk. Um, which was quite funny, and I missed that because I was too busy out dropping bikes, eh, uh, riding aye. bikes. Aye. aye. That's exactly what you were doing. Ironically, and this made me laugh so much, and it made him laugh, and he obviously made the best of it. We were talking, we talked about a few things. You mean, similar kind of ilk along mm-hmm. the same lines as the talk he'd done earlier in the morning, because, again, not everybody got to see both. Um, but the minute they they started to say, so you just, obviously, a long way up's been done, and it's came out, and it's like, what was your kind of thought process or inspiration behind going electric and everything cut out <laughs> the say. mic cut out and it was like power lost I total power lost I boo knowing that just in that wee kind of what was it it was almost like a little trailer, like a trailer thing a trailer aye. presentation thing like aye. a, event like thing. a mobile stage thing um, and the power died in it on the on the, the mic and stuff and which was so funny and everybody was kind of laughing and going, oh, typical. But at that point, he just literally came down off the stage and he came in to where we were all sitting in that wee tent and he was just chatting away and he went, I'll just continue and kind of kept going, Aye. ever the professional, chatting away. Um, and then he caught everybody by surprise and just said, listen, anybody get any questions while we're waiting? And I think everybody that was sat in there at that point went, um, um. me personally, I was sat going, 
Right, right, man, I've got about 40 questions. What one will I ask him? And the first one that came to my head was, do you still talk to KTM? <laughs> and he just laughed and he went, and, he, and then he told a little anecdote about KTM mm-hmm. and how he was at an event and the kind of CEO for KTM was there and somebody had asked a, a similar question and the guy kind of, he didn't lose it, but he was like, oh, honestly, we had a pound for every time somebody's asked that question and blah, blah, blah. And, and you're thinking, aye. Somebody must have got the sack for that one. Aye. You know what I mean? But he was um aye, genuinely nice guy. And when we were you shot off, I think, about the back of three. Yeah, back of three roughly. Back aye. of three when it was starting to kinda of quiet and down a bit. We hung about again. And ironically when the rain stopped. When it, well, at least you didn't drop your rain bike. Aye. Um we hung about, I think, for about another hour or so after that, because we were having a coffee and a blether and stuff like that with some of the hog aye, you were guys. Um, but on our way out the door, Charlie was stoning, kind of down near the entrance, and I was just for walking by, quite mm. the thing, you know what I mean, ever the, the big shy guy, uh, but my wife being as bold as brass. She is so good at that stuff, isn't she? Wand- so wandered straight out her and went, listen, it was really good to meet you, it was a pleasure to meet you, because she had obviously been chatting to him about her Aye. bike and all that kind of stuff. And uh, he was like, ah, he says, oh, it was really good to meet you, and thanks for coming, and blah, blah, blah. And then he looked out at me and went, and remember, either going to my... Uh, website and get my email address and send me an email or just DM me on Instagram and we'll set this we'll set up a wee interview for the podcast and I was like oh okay we love you Charlie <laughs> I had to go home and change bondies yes it was so good yeah I did too but that was only because I'd after <laughs> dropped the bike <laughs> <laughs> because I bounced somebody yes. else's bike yeah um, I think I think the only thing that that it made it okay for dropping the bike was that it wasn't the West Coast bike I dropped, it was Harley's bike. It was Harley's, so yeah, West, the Coast West Coast. Coast. Ah, it's fine, whatever. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That's right. And when I got back, I did say to the guy, and that's what the guy said. He said, There's no R mark in your bike. He said, That is how good they are. So, <laughs> aye. Aye. And uh, again, they were obviously having a big kind of drive when what was left because they obviously have an allocation of stock. Mm-hmm. As does any franchise at the start of the season or start of the year, they'll allocate or they'll, they'll request so much stock for the manufacturer. Yeah. And obviously, Pan America is one of those ones that everybody's been dying for them. I think so they had. Uh, so I think much. they could bring up. I, I know it's like now, like Triumph will get a Pan America. They do the the Tiger Low. If they could, if they could get away of just getting that Pan America dropped a couple of inches for wee people. Aye, even just put a slightly smaller. Like shock about front about fork on it or aye, something like that. Exactly. Just something that just takes it down that wee bit just that wee bit more for people. Aye, even even making it that little bit more cut so a prime example's um BMW's midweight sports bike, uh, no sports bike, adventure. adventure bike was the eight fifty. But they did a street version mm-hmm. which was a seven fifty and that was for the guys that were never gonna take it off road. So you could get like cast wheels and all that kind of stuff for it, but I'm sure that was slightly lower as well. Because it didn't I, need it, the big massive no, clearance. It was. I was um I went into um, BMW's uh, motor ride, isn't it? Aye. Before it moved to East Cobride. It's East Cobride, isn't it? Uh, no, uh, it's in Glasgow. It was in East Cobride. Was it back in Glasgow now? Aye. Oh, it, was, it was when it was out in Bishop Briggs, right? Oh, was it? Uh, and basically, I sat on, I was like, I can't go, those bikes are too big for me. Aye. And he said, no, no, no. And he put me on the low one, and it was fine. Aye. It was tippy-toe a bit, but, but but I felt I had grounding. And I said, I said that's great. He said, well, basically, we just took all the stuff in it. He said, so, <laughs> out the, the seat. Aye, you just know, enough to get up. Just enough Did to get, get enough to still be comfortable enough, but and you could probably do the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean with the Pan America, you could probably. But if you're, dip, I suppose, it depends how much you're taking it and how much you would sacrifice against comfort. Aye. Or Harley could just come out with something 
it's just that we tad lower again. Aye, yeah, I know. Even just make it so that it's. I suppose it depends. If they're, if they're selling enough of them, they don't need to look at try well, to find another. It's hard to tell because it's early days. It's, it's that you I mean this is the first opportunity they've had to launch an adventure bike. So, so if I had a slightly longer leg, I would have probably signed up for one that day because I just loved it so much. Really? Other than that, I really did. Wow. You know, I had a risk divorce. Hi, honey, I'm home. Because yeah. it, it, wo- it still felt a bit, you know, as opposed to, hmm. Aye, it still, fe- it still had, it still has that element of, it, that kind of feel of Harley, but it, yeah. it still has a kind of, there's something there. And I don't know if it's the fact that it's got that much torque that if you're going along in fifth gear and you just twist it, it still just pulls away. Aye. Which Harleys, you know, mean, typically do. Or if it's just something about that, if they've tuned that engine to get some sort of grumble that a normal big yeah, aye, it was it was just it was just a, a, a little beast. But then I started rewatching when I came back from the adventure. And obviously, we met Charlie and everything. I started to I went back on a uh, long way up. Aye, and now I want an electric bike. Now I actually want an electric bike because you just because it sounds like drawn. Mm. Aye, mm. Aye. Mm. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have a wee chat. West Coast. If West Coast are really because I think my I think my, I've checked the the dimensions of the live wire and I think I'm okay in that. So <laughs> I think we could do a wee double dunt on that. Maybe let us take. I've ridden the live wire, Aye. but I'd quite happily get and ride it again because yeah. it's just n- like nothing else you've. Uh, but, I, before. but I'm seri- I am seriously tempted to get my next bike could potentially be an electric bike. Seriously, I've looked at a few now. I think the Harley price. For all right now, it's still expensive. In the states, it's dropped. In the states, it's they've dropped it twenty thousand in the states. Is it all? Aye, they've dropped it by quite a bit. Th- aye, it's almost a third, thirty mm-hmm. percent. Um, and I think they'll do very similar here. So I would be sorely tempted because I'd, I'd honestly, I was so taken by that bike on long, long way up. Aye, you know, and I know they they made it a bit more adventure and higher road and everything, but I just went the whole and I just, I, I just, it is the future. You know what I mean? You Aye. can get up to a £10,000 interest-free loan from the government you can. to help towards your electric motorcycle. You can also write it off as carbon, carbon being neutral. carbon neutral. Oh. So you can write electric vehicles, you can write off if you're a business. There you go. Just saying. Oh, I know you are. <laughs> <coughs> Don't worry, we're looking into it. So, um, uh, you know, not. but then there's, there's a whole lot. Maybe we should probably do a, a wee podcast on all the new... Electric bikes are out there. We do. I've been collecting a whole load of stuff just oh. on electric and the technology and stuff like that. So, and as a slight aside on electric, just well, I remember because how cool were those trucks? Long way up. I would have one of them. The Rivians, just I, I would have you one know, of them. It was just incredible. It was like they, they, they took everything, flung at them, and we never. I was reading up about Rivian not that long ago, actually, and they had to look on their website for them. Well, they're in discussions with the UK government to build, to use one of the existing factories of somewhere that's shut down. I don't know if it's Coventry or somewhere, right. some kind of kind of middle to lower England, um, to set up the factory for Europe here. Wow, um, which would be amazing <laughs> because then you would start to see them going about, and you know I mean then I you would be like, oh, right. it's solely tempting. Just again, it's it's got, and the fact that you can 
tore them to charge them. That's brilliant. This is genius. Absolutely genius. I do like the ravines. Average bikers in the cave talking about pickup trucks. Aye, electric pickup trucks. Electric pickup trucks, exactly, yeah. We've moved away from bikes and combustion. We're talking about electric. Exactly. But so, and I I was looking at the the Endura and the Energy Car, is it Energy Car? Energy Car, aye. Which is supposed to get the best all run distance. And, and on a single charge, yeah, aye. but again they are expensive. Yeah, but the Damon was what was one of the cheapest as well. And, and, it, and they do it mint and they do it in yellow, and they do it. Aye, it's not aye, it's, it's just it's bike. And they still get two hundred to three hundred miles range. It's claiming. I know. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I, obviously that's when you buy the extended battery and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Aye, it's, it's like I think it's one hundred twenty miles. One hundred and fifty mile without a charge. I think it's one hundred and twenty to two hundred roughly. And on the normal battery, you know. Aye. The only time you're going to be affected then is if you are going to go and do like a big tour. Aye. You're going to have to plan it so that you're stopping and charging, stopping and charging. Which, again, hopefully by that point, charging stations have picked up their OL3, their all super fast charging. It's like 40 minutes and you can get 80% or whatever. Aye. And then you've covered them. It's not too bad at all, you know. So Cool. Um, so that was a. Uh, any more check in for you? I think that's. Um, Oh, and just an, on a non-adventure weekend check-in, uh, John's mutt. Yes. Uh, I the, finally the the mirrors arrived for your man in Wales. Oh, wicked! Um, which is brilliant, you know, and and and, and this is not. Uh, uh, Gavin was brilliant about sending them, and they get sent back. The the, the post office basically mucked, mucked it, up. it up, and uh, and uh, and he sent all the stuff. Get me got it back. So that's John fixes replaces indicators and did his. He's new and everything, and he is uh, as happy as a pig in poo. Um, he was up this weekend on the mat constantly, chatting that about. So starting about enjoying yeah. himself. Exactly. Give an excuse to buy new spanners, ratchet spanners. What gives you? Gives you an excuse? Aye, I'm. Aye, John, buy your dad a snap-on set. Come on, sort it out. Oh, I know. If only. No, it's just cheap old Amazon. See, <laughs> talking about the. I know we're talking about pickup trucks or the ravine pickup trucks. Well, we we'll need. Pop that into our question list. So uh, we've been coming up with questions for yes. for Charlie for when he comes on, trying to think kind of outside the box and stuff uh, that people haven't already asked him. Because you must get tired of answering the same questions over and over and over again. Well. So we're trying to think of stuff that wee bit different. I'm ten- I'm desperate to know if Russ or Dave or Ewan or anyone has got a ravine. Because Charlie obviously cuts a bit in a live wire. He's got a live wire. He's got a live wire. Charlie aye. gave him one. Wonder if Andy's got a ravine. That'd be cool. That'd be really interesting. I know. I know. You add that? I'll add that to the question list before I get in contact. Aye. I'm terrified of DMing Charlie Borman. I'm just making that perfectly clear. Like He's just a man. He's just, aye. He's just a man looking at a, <laughs> looking at a podcast host. I thought you were going to say... We all poo the same way. Kind of thing. Yeah. Thought you were going to go down uh, that. But bit. you know, is that a whole rom com, isn't it? He's just a man looking at a podcast host, thinking, <laughs> thinking. Well, what, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? That means who is this? Who's this guy? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll thank you for the direct for the, uh, the actual show page rather than just my page. It's uh, some Aye, random yeah, going. What? Hey, I think so. Aye. Cool. Well, this guy's getting me in his So bio fingers picture. crossed. Very soon we'll be um be able to let you know we'll be chatting with Charlie. I know. Charlie, Charlie. I know, I, I would never even say to him, by the way, you know we call you West Coast Charlie, Harley. <laughs> Just saying. Again, we'll slip that in 
after we've got the interview in the yeah, game. We'll do that on the interview. <laughs> right towards Can't the escape. end. Right towards the end. Okay. Anyway, that was Chicken. Chicken. What's your time? What's your time for now? Oh, there we go, eh? That's a good <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that was the right button, though. That could have been horrible. What's your time for now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's no time for that. Or the outro music. Mm. Like, what? Really? We right. chucked it. Uh, big news. Get your big news out for the listeners. Go. Get my big news out for the listeners. Uh, the new Kawasaki Z900RS SE. Which... We talked. Did we touch? Did we touch on it? I think he, last tu- week? I think he touched on last it because we literally just saw a, a, a picture of it. Picture yeah. of it, um, um, and it was yellow. So, uh, which you mean? Uh, although we have seen a yellow bobber today, which it was just uh, gorgeous, amazing. Um, yeah, but this is. I think this is just as nice because it's very retro looking. So, Kawasaki are launching again this kind of retro looking Z900 RSSE. Limited edition, isn't it? It's a limited edition. SE, probably a special edition. Special edition. Mm-hmm. With improved suspension, upgraded brakes, uh, and the single most important point of this whole yep. thing is the 1970s tribute paint job that just so happens to be yellow, yellow and black. black. Yes. <laughs> it's set to cost around £12,500, £12,499, caught £12,500, um, and it's going to be in the showrooms from January 2022. The new SE is based on the standard 948cc four-cylinder RS Roadster. Let's dispense with all that. Let's talk about the, the bit that really excites us about it, right. is that paint job. Right. It's inspired, believe it or not, by the 1972 Z1 Super 4 model. Uh, it is stunning to look at. I know it's just a lick of paint, but come on. With the gold rims and the gold forks. and It's, the, it, it's a beautiful bit of kit. Aye. It, it, does get little, <laughs> it does get little other little things on it. So it's got little red RS badges um, below the seat. Again, gold cast wheels. It's got a, a black um, cover and radiator sides, so the the whole radiator's kind of black to it. Mm. Um, but it's a, an absolute thing. Even the rear shock is yellow. Do you know what I mean underneath? You can and you can see it poking out. Just oh, it's it's just lovely. It is beautiful. Now the boring bits. I'm saying the boring bits. Um, updated owns S46 rear shock. With remote preload adjuster, again, but it's yellow. <laughs> hey, uh, separate chambers for the oil and gas are said to actually improve the ride, makes it more smoother, which is quite interesting. Uh, fully adjustable gold forty-one millimeter upside down forks. Now they're or gold, or as I like to think about it, shiny yellow. Shiny yellow. <laughs> they're not Owens, but hey, who cares? Uh, Again, the fact that they're shiny yellow is all that matters. Uh, new Brembo brakes on 300mm discs, which the inside of which are shiny, shiny gold. gold. Um, I, I, I really don't care about all the other wee gizmos on it. It's yellow and black. It's 70s retro yellow and black. It looks absolutely tremendous. It is a thing if I had a spare 12 and a half grand, yes. Yeah. And maybe a wee uh, average biker's trip out to the Kawasaki showroom in Edinburgh for a look. 
Is there one in Edinburgh? Aye, Aye Cody. Yeah, they started. They've started um, talking about it on social media, book, booking a test ride and all that. But I don't. I don't even really necessarily want to ride it. I just want to go and see it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And then we'll swing by Triumph and see if they've got a Steve McQueen one. <gasps> that bit. That would be the the ultimate. But it is nice if you haven't checked it out. Go and check it out. It's uh, it's a thing of beauty. Unless you really don't like yellow, in which case it's not for you. But why do you not like yellow? What's wrong with you? Think of it as shiny and matte gold. That makes it easier for you to digest. Yes. But it's yellow. It's yellow. It's so yellow. Love it. What's next? We've got a possible Yamaha R9. So, new trademark applications have been submitted by Yamaha for the names R9 and YZF R9. So, hinted at, at the start of the year, could this be for people who don't want that R7 that Colin doesn't like? Like controversial Colin doesn't like? Controversial Colin doesn't like, or an R1. Um, So, with the MT-09 receiving a full refresh in 2021 with a new engine and chassis, could this be the perfect starting point for a new, slightly larger than middleweight sport bike? Could it be? Who knows? Let's take the 09 SP variant. Okay. I will add some decent fairing. Drop the handlebars down and move your pegs back. Yeah. So that's, that's an R9. That's an R9, <laughs> eh? Uh, it's, a, it's already on a million miles away. So possibly a slight tweak to the engine and Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Uh, this would fight, This would absolutely fit right in with the rest of the Yamaha lineup. So your MT125 would be an R125. An MT03 would be an R3. You, you, you see where we're going with this? Aye. You know? Absolutely. Um, so if you if you look at the power in the R7, it produces 73.4 brake horsepower, which is not far off the MT7's 72 brake horsepower. The MT09 produces around 117 brake horsepower and weighs 189 kilos. So would the R9 be up around about the same? Just so happens that the old R6 produced 117 brake horsepower and weighed 190 kilos. Spooky! That's, that's more than coincidence. Aye, absolutely. Um which, which is alarmingly means controversial column was right weeks and weeks ago. Aye, I know. The R7 is wrong. Aye, exactly. Yep. I think you're absolutely right that that was wrong, but right that it was Aye, wrong. Right that it was wrong. Wrong. Um, right. We don't, we don't know anything more other than just a lot of what's it going to be looking like. All these kind of ifs, buts, and maybes. No idea in price, but we would imagine it would be somewhere between the R7 and the R1. The MT09 uh, is costing 10202 so is that maybe a realistic reason we add a grand on for ten nine 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 ten nine 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 something keep, like that? Keep it going. Yep. It does. It, it is it an exciting bit of news? It's just a. It's it's. It's exciting if you keep if, your eyes peeled. If you're a Yamaha fan, Aye. and love the R, you mean love that that R range? Yeah. But you mean don't want the the R6 would much rather have but don't want because the R1 is just like mental Aye. it is mental funny enough though the new R1 is I think the same the MT10 was the chassis from the R1 okay. so they kind of I'm sure it was I'm sure I read that somewhere um, so to date the other way would kind of make sense yeah totally and it does give that it does mean that they've got a, how do I say they've got a clear path to you get your R125 and then if you want a R3 R3 for A2s or whatever or you want an R7 as your first big bike you mean if you're a 24 and then you want to jump up but you're terrified or your insurance company's terrified of you buying an R1 you would then have bought R9 an R6, R6 but the R6 is 
done, and probably the Iron Line would have more technology on it. So, uh, and I think that's probably where, where I'm kind of thinking they'll try and win you over with it. Is getting some really nice tech on board to make that. Aye, and I think they're the only. I can't think. I was trying to think about this. I, I think they're the only manufacturer that does it that way. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They've got the naked one two five, the sport bike one two five, the naked three hundred, sport bike three hundred. And you mean because nobody else seems to do it. KTM don't do it. BMW, I suppose you've got the thousand XR and then the thousand RR. Mm-hmm. But are they really the same bike? No, I think there's I think there's definitely nuances between them. Aye. Um these are this is this is far more obviously the same aye. bike. Well, you know, a different I think they'll sell though. I genuinely think they'll sell. I think it will be at the detriment though of the R seven. Cause I think folk will go Yeah, I'll get by an R seven, but because you'll just buy an R9. Because I wouldn't buy an MT07. I would have bought an MT09 or a Tracer 900. Yes, exactly. You'd because just go, for that extra wee bit of power and that extra wee bit of... Aye, I could drive... I could learn... If that was my first bike, and we had this conversation, I mean, if I was to go back and pick my first bike again, I would have probably picked a Tracer 900. Mm. Um, because it was a nice upright bike. It had different... I could put luggage on it. I could, it's quite versatile. Um but it had enough power that once I got bored to the kind of 700cc range, I mean, you can put it into like B mode or A mode or whatever, and you yeah, get it go. and go mm-hmm. nuts. So, yes. Yes, very nice. Watch this. I guarantee it'll be months and months and months and months before and, we And, you know, it. with your COVID and all these kind of things, Japan and all that not being, you know, uh, it, probably, it might not even be 2022. Do you know what I mean? No. You could, you could no. realistically You may get a prototype next year. Aye. Aye. Who knows? And then you're, you know, and, and, and you do tend to find when they start kind of doing that whole kind of trademark thing and all that, it's years. It can be years before you get that, you know? Aye. And it might be, maybe this is actually, they're, they're already planning for the R7's predecessor. Uh, what's the word? No, no predecessor. Successor. Successor, that's it. I had to rattle my brain aye. there. I'm, I'm glad you rattled my brain at this time of that time, Aye. Well, watch this space. Right. I'm going to move it on to something a bit more. Yes, it's not. But it's not. It is bike related, but it's not like bike related. Yeah, you know, when you when I first read this wee bit that we're going to talk about, I just saw the headline and went, "That's a cool name for a bike." What the Norton Justice? Aye. Oh my god, I'd buy one of them. <laughs> I, I would buy one of them in a heartbeat. Wouldn't it? Aye, I'm, I guarantee somebody must have done a bike called a Justice. Surely, like victory, victory, Aye. the victory, justice. Oh. You know what I mean? It sounds like revenge for something. Uh but it's not. It's not don't get excited, it's not on your bike. Victory justice. It could be a Aye. it could be a straight video with Steven Seagal, maybe. It could be actually. Mm. Aye. Matter of fact, it's probably a really bad eighties Steven Seagal movie already. Yeah. Uh this is to do with Stuart Gardner, um, the ex Norton boss. He has been summoned to appear at Derby Magistrates Court on November the fifteenth. This year, he is to be charged with three separate counts of breaching ERI rules. If found guilty, he could face £50,000 fine and two years in jail. Now, ERI is the Employer Related Investment Rules. So they're there to prevent anyone using more of the pension pot than they actually should be doing. So essentially... 
they're not allowed to take any more than 5% of the current market value of a pension scheme and invest it anywhere else, right? So they can they can invest 4% and they can't invest 5%. Gardner has been accused of investing way more than 5% of the assets of that pension scheme into Norton Motorcycle Holding Limited. Um, it won't get... <laughs> All these people that had their bikes dismantled and then resold, and Aye. then you know what I mean, it's not going to help those people. Those people are not going to get their their dream not back. They're not going to recoup that kind of money. But it will see or potentially see this man getting punished for his what's the word I'm looking for? His share in the whole debacle. I just thought it was a very interesting little. Little snippet, um, in one of the in the, one of the, the news magazines, um, and I just I think it's I think it's good. I think it, these people need to be held to account. <coughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. Kind of I think, um, unfortunately, it it you know for all for the the, the hundreds of people that that have been affected by the Norton thing, you know, and all that stuff, it's just a shame because it it will not seem enough for any of them. Do you know what I mean? No, and they've probably still got boxes and boxes of their bike. And uh, uh, bits of their bike. I mean, they're no, and mm. I get that the new owners of Norton are trying to kind of do something, Aye. even if it is just like a hefty discount on a new bike. But at least the man that seems to have been kind of orchestrating it allegedly is getting some uh, sort uh, of justice served. Some sort of served. Served. Yeah. So nice, stifle. Good. The transit van. But it would also be a really cool name for a bike. It would be an awesome name for a bike, the Norton Justice. I don't even think Norton, but it's just the Justice. Yeah. I mean, it could be a. Would it work for Yamaha? The Yamaha Justice? Mm. Nah. Triumph Justice is what? The Triumph Justice. Triumph, if you're listening, that is an awesome name for a bike. Absolutely. And it needs to come default yellow and black. Absolutely. 100% yellow and black. Or shiny gold and black. Yeah. We'll know that first. No, we're okay. We're comfortable as long as it's got a wasp like you know, attitude. attitude. And serves justice. Exactly. But the green hornet bit in yellow. The yellow hornet. The yellow hornet. Sounds like a really bad rip-off. It Talking does. of Triumph. Triumph, yes. <laughs> uh, guess what? There's a new Triumph. Come on it's not a podcast if I don't talk about new Triumph. This is a kind of just kind of kind of jumped out of nowhere. This is like this kind of adventure bike has popped out the woods and you didn't know what was in there. Um, it's the Triumph Tiger Sport 660. So they've unveiled a new addition to its midweight arsenal. A brand new sports tourer called the Tiger Sports 660, which is based off the fairly recently added Trident 660. Triumph haven't released any details on the new Tiger Sport, but looking at the pictures, well, when they say they haven't released any details, but they have released a picture, which has got that funky Triumph wallpaper, wallpaper on it, right? Um, which is wallpaper <coughs> I would like in here for a feature wall. Ah, uh, be cool. That'd be if, very cool. If Triumph are listening, we want some of that wallpaper. Yes, please. Um, but as I was back in the cave, if we took that wallpaper, but Changed it to loads of different bike logos. That'd be okay, cool. It would be. Anyway, uh, so have a look um, online. You'll do it when we talk about the wallpaper. Time haven't released any details in New Tiger Sport, but looking at the pictures, the engine looks the same. But we don't know if they've worked on magic on the inside, tweaking its performance, maybe altering the gear ratios, and you know, tweaks of power distribution, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Uh, the subframe looks similar, but possibly strengthened or lengthened to manage panniers and passengers if it's a real sports tourer. Um, it's got wallpaper panniers on it, so I would assume it's going to have some sort of kind of tweak to it, yeah. 
So, there is additional fairing and a decent sized screen to make it more aerodynamic and comfortable in more ways to ease that wind blast. It does look to have a slightly longer Fox setup, which would make sense, adventure wise. It's interesting to see if they alter the rear. Imagine they would, you know. Aye. You know. We can Come back a long way up. That's kind of what they did with the live wire middle, wasn't it? Aye. And they get, they go, they you can't do the adjust the front without doing something to the rear. No, exactly. Especially if you're talking about putting, well, they've got luggage on it with wallpaper. Yeah. But aye. There we go. It does have a nice, cla- looks like it's going to have a nice classy finishing. Um, the disguise bike does look to have kind of right angle valves, bobbin threads and blanking covers. This means they may stick with the Michelin Road 5 tyres. If it keeps the Trident electronics pack, then expect riding modes, traction control, ABS, smartphone connectivity, all the usual uh, plethora of goodies. Plethora. 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 Um, plethora. Now, is yet to be released, given its arrival for the Yamaha Tracer 7. Uh, and Triumph have a Tiger 850 Sport, they will need to be very clever with their price strategy. Um, it won't be too long before Triumph unveil it properly, along with a spec sheet. Uh, and watch your space. And I was going to say, I saw a video about this the other day. The new Tiger 1200 is inbound also, and it was and it was literally the Tiger 1200 bouncing out for the trees Aye. and jumping over a big thing with its wallpaper on. With a wallpaper with on. With a wallpaper on. Um, so there's a new... T- Guess what? I'll probably talk about that next time. If there's more info on it next there's time, more info, I think maybe we could. Yeah, that we just that. don't need another podcast until Triumph release something that you can talk about. Right, nah, it's six, it's six and two threes. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, but to be honest, you know, you know how much I like Triumph. They could, they could release a new T-shirt and be like, "Have you seen the new <laughs> Triumph T-shirt?" So. Oh, it's a T-shirt of that wallpaper. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, that would maybe a bit busy on that. Maybe like a test card for the BBC. Yeah. Maybe a black T-shirt, but we just that wallpaper in one sleeve. I've got a bit of space in 1999 there, right? Just on one sleeve? Or just just one, one sleeve. sleeve of that wallpaper oh. and that black t-shirt. No. Um, if you're listening, Triumph, um, I've got a bit of space in 1999. That's like, uh, that, that would work. If, as long as they've got it at the funky angles that they've got the wallpaper. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right? If you don't have a funky angle, it's not worth it. So, it, yeah. look, it looks nice. It does look nice, Even yeah. with the wallpaper on it. Do you know what I mean? I can see it in all black to it. Do you know what I mean? Or black and yellow. But I can see it all black to it. It's definitely, um, it'll be interesting just to see how it handles with yeah. that 660. Because the other day I was reading, a, I was just reading, a, you know, we've got a, I, I follow, obviously we're on a lot of Facebook groups and things like that, and there was one one of the Triumph, Triumph uh, Street Twin, I think it was, Street Twin, good user groups that I follow, um, and it was one of these guys had um, been given a trident, as his bike, his bike was in getting a service and all that, and we gave him a trident as his bike, and says he hated it. Oh, really? He was r- and very particular about why he hated it. Um. You know, he said, and he said that he c- it doesn't go much faster than his speed twin, right? A street twin, street twin, street twin, street twin. Right. Doesn't go much faster than the street twin. Uh, he said, um, you can't really, you know, when when you're riding along, you ought to be if you're sitting in fifth gear, you ought to just pop the pop the throttle. And you got a wee boost of speed to overtake. Yep. He said you've got to be doing over six thousand revs before for that even thinks about doing it. Aye. You know, he said it's almost like it's like it's like sending a, a message from the electronic system to the engine by carrier pigeon to tell you that's going to overtake. Right, okay. He was really disappointed with it, and it's a shame because I, I really liked that. I really liked that Trident, and thought I mean I'm, I wouldn't mind trying to get a wee shot. I want to see if that's true or not. But it seems to be that it only really has a lot of torque and a lot of oomph at the higher end of the revs. Oh. Which you know, so you've got to bump it, it down a couple of gears before you overtake, rather than try to just get that wee pop. That's where I think for this, if they're going to go for that whole sports tourer thing, I think they would need to 
do we need to alter that gear ratio because we need to have something a bit more but you want something Ooh, when you're on you don't want to be bumping up and down two or three gears to no you know I don't mind I mean I, I, I'm, when I'm in mine the street cup I will bump down a gear or two if I'm going to overtake because I just just to make sure I've got that whoom apart from when I was coming over here and I just went in fifth and just popped it out and went took over a BMW Z4 which was nice nice satisfying feeling that. which was well, interestingly enough yellow with a black stripe oh was it aye, aye. well shiny yellow Shiny alright. Oh, BMW shiny BMW oh, shiny aye, okay. Which is slightly bio coloured, but you know what I mean. Aye. Aye. Baby nappy yellow. Baby nappy yellow. Yeah. There we go. Or baby nappy brown. Yeah. So interesting. It'll be interesting to see what the seat height is, whether it's suitable for short bums like me. You know? Um but I'm sure they'll do a low version as they tend to do in the tigers anyway. Aye. It's definitely an interesting one because it is again it's it's sitting right in in a weird place. Like, I mean, could it be the R seven of adventure bikes? No, because it's more of a sports tour, isn't it? Aye. So, but then like, I suppose is there anything really in that? It's like if six, I if I was going to yeah sports tour. If I was going to buy a Tiger, I'd, I'd I'd probably go for the nine hundred the, the nine hundred rally low yeah. Yep. So that so that didn't drop it. And <laughs> you know, rather than jump down to a six sixty, you know, I I I just but I struggle, I struggle to see where it sits in the market. That's my aye, problem. It's maybe good if it was a first adventure bike, aye. possibly. And that's where they've got to be really clever with their prices. They've got they've got to make it desirable aye, enough because you think about it. That's the six sixty. There's a tiger. 850. 850. Tiger 900. Tiger 900. And then 1200. They're, they're bringing the new 1200. 1200, aye. So, aye, they need to be... I mean, I have faith I, I, in Triumph. Yeah, I, absolutely. And I think, and you know, I'm, I'm sure um, there's, they've, they've done all the kind of things that, to say that this will sell. So, you know. Aye. Well, there's, a lot, there's a lot more people using bikes now and probably this, now is the time to give a, a, slightly, a slightly more... Um, uh, forgiving adventure bike for people, you know. Aye, something a bit. Mm-hmm. I might say lighter, but something that's no going to scare people. Aye, aye. That people I, are quite happy, and it might be it's one of those ones that never sees an adventure or a big tour, but people maybe do like a weekend on it. Or aye, and, and it's got it's got the size and the and the shape to be able to do that. Aye, and yeah. yet you could still take you could take take the panels off it or leave it on it and still commute on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it may be one of those ones. I, I do like it though. I do like it. Aye. Watch mm-hmm. the sports. Ah, and that's it. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's the news. That was the news. That is the news. keep doing That's the news. Next up, the. The big question. Have you re recorded that? Because that pause seemed to last far longer than I remember. No. The big. Question. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. still the same one. I've got, I've got enough to be getting on me. I'm trying to write questions for Charlie Berman, ah, exactly, which is stressing me out. Um, so this week we have, we haven't really given it. I've, I haven't even really, really a big question, is it? It's more of a, aye, we haven't. It's really more of a, 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 a medium information session. To be honest, <laughs> it's, a it's medium a information session. <laughs> it's a public broadcast announcement. Um, it was more kind of what is your last big road this season mm-hmm. kind of thing, um, which 
it's yeah, it's I'm not gonna say it's our it's our finest piece. However, it really got me excited looking at some of these roads. Um, There's a few crackers there actually. I know. You, um, you you kind of forget it there, which I thought was I, really I, good. Absolutely, you know. You know what I mean? Um, with us now into September, uh, a lot of bikers, especially here in the UK, um, will be looking at the forecast every single day or weekend going, oh, will I go out? Will I not go out? And some people will already be in the plan mode of, well, I know I've got four weekends and then my bike gets washed and cleaned and ACF 50 and then I'll cover it up and put it in the garage. Or they'll be moving to their old bike that they're quite happily willing to Ian. Yeah, exactly. We're going to go. We're going to Ian it. We're going to Ian it. Yeah, because that way, if they Ian it, you mean? You get that in a t-shirt. Have you Ian your bike? Have you Ian your bike? I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to make that happen. So yeah, with those weeks left, we thought we'd have a little look and see. Right, let's have a look and see what roads in the UK are. Some of those roads that are potentially must do's before the or if you're looking for any kind of inspiration if you haven't done or been out yeah. already let's have a look and see yeah i mean what what's out there um now we've only picked a few because there are tons and there's loads and loads and loads of different um experts and articles and books and websites and all sorts so we've just picked a few um, some of which we'll we'll know because yep. of where we live. Others we might not know as much about. But we have done a fair bit of reading and a bit of looking into them. Yes. Um, and we've selected a few. A few to tell you about. Yes. So um, yeah, apologies for listeners that are not in the UK because it's all UK based. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. And that's probably a, a shout out. If there's anyone that's not in the UK based that has the most amazing road li- where you live. And wants to tell us about it, send us the route, yeah. Because we'll quite happily look at it. You know what I mean? We'll share it with everyone else. We'll probably talk about it on the show at some point. Yeah. We can even do a, a a listeners road section or something. Even just a one off. You know what I mean? If someone sends something in, we will more than happily talk about it because, again, we're desperate to we know where some of these good roads are. Heads, we're on a road to, to nowhere. nowhere. Get out and ride. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, I'm going to be on the phone shortly going, oh, that's just cost you £65. I think you can get away with it less than 30 seconds. Oh, is it? Uh, Happy days. Okay. We, will, we right. will abuse that. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. What, right, so where are we? Oh, so we? Up first, we have got the biggie, the, the, the one that everybody talks about in Scotland because they have made it such a big... Well, in the UK, yeah. In the UK, yeah. So especially it's the NC500. And of course, 500... Um, so if you have three or four days, it's a great road. Enjoy it. Take your time. Stunning. Right? Aye. And there's folk dating too, but Aye, if you're going to enjoy it, enjoy, enjoy it, three or four days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, starting at Inverness and going west or clockwise, um, which is passing by Elandon and Castle. You're heading out towards Sky there. Um, on the A87, everyone knows that castle. It's the castle from Highlander. It's the castle that every single Scottish tourist board has in their posters. Bond and a DB, Sean Connery and a DB5 on the bridge. On the bridge, yep. All that everyone stuff, right? It, it. it is the one. It's the one. It's a wee bridge across to the own island, right? You'll know it. Yeah, you'll Aye. see. You'll have seen it everywhere. Um, <clears throat> then you head out over to Applecross and on the world famous Applecross Road, um, which I've driven in the car, but I've never been on the bike. Uh, but uh, that's and that's 
scary to do it in a car. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Uh, it's uh, it's lovely if the weather is right, which it was the day I did it, but, but it's horrific if it isn't. It's like just super narrow. It's a single track lane. You've got trucks and things that come towards you. <laughs> Motor homes, you know, uh, caravans and everything. It. It's just, but mammals, hair, hairpin bends, massive gradient, you know, just to get you up to the top. But worth every single um, uh, second of doing it. Brilliant. Um, but you can cut it out. You can scoot by it. There's another way around to get you there. So, um, either way, passes at a shield dig, shield dig, shield dig, shield dig. Shieldig. 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 From there, head towards Kinloch U and into Gearloch. And we're doing it with proper Scottish so the our English listeners will be going, it's Gearloch. No, it's Gearloch. Um, and then from Gearloch, it's north to Ullapool. Uh, if you wanted to, um, you could jump on a ferry at Ullapool to Mull. Aye. If you wanted to do a wee bit of ferry hopping there, add a few more extra days on your trip. But that's not part of the NC500, that's just an, an, an aside. Um, Ullapool is a nice spot to stop for the day. It's a lovely wee town. Uh, again, it depends on how many days you plan to take to complete the route. But from Ullapool, it's up north. You pass Ledmore Junction and Inchnadam. 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 It's spelled it spell D-A-M. PH, but it's the PH, the PH is silent. Yeah, uh, the PH. Hey, is why silent. would we do that? Only us as a nation. You know I mean, I'm not going to go on my soapbox, but they only us as a nation. And you can't really go on your soapbox because you just go Welsh. Oh, I. You know, aye, so aye. Uh, you know, actually, I mean, at least there's actually vowels and consonants in that word. Do you know what I mean? Aye, I've, I, I'll talk about the next trip, which is aye, Wales. Wales, aye. and you'll yeah. see what I mean. And then at this point, you can head west. Towards Loch Inver, which is a great wee place, right? Um, uh, in a big circle, or you can continue north. Either route brings you out to Kelskew, 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 Kelskew. Yeah. Um, last push north, and you will follow the coastline to Durness. Now it's all east, so you're going to along the little going along the top of Scotland. Yeah. It'll be flat battle on the top. So if Scotland was Johnny Bravo, you're on his flat top at this point in time. All right. That's a weird analogy. I know. That's no good. See. Everybody's now googling who Johnny, who Johnny Bravo, Bravo is. <laughs> Apart from people of a certain age who and and, and who have kids of a certain age. kids of a certain age who were addicted to uh, and who had NTL that was the first place the NTL cable that gave you Cartoon Network. <laughs> right, okay. Um, so yeah, so a number of ways to go east, but they all head towards Thurso and John O'Groats, of course. Um, after a quick coffee and some amazing beaches and stuff up there. Aye. Quick coffee and a selfie at the tip of the mainland. It's downhill, well south at least. And you go to Wick. Um, there's Wick's one of the places you can get a your there's a wee airport in Wick, isn't there? You can fly to Shetland, uh, fly to Orkney, Papa Westy. Thursday you can go to Orkney on the on the ferry, on the ferry, um, which I've done. Uh, Orkney is a stunning place to, uh, to go. The old man of Hoy, the old man of Hoy, see all that all that stuff. Jiggery pokery, um, and then you go through a few towns, then Beath, Helmsdale, and uh, Brora, Brora, Brora. My Which favorite. is your favourite, isn't it? My favourite, Brora. We've got friends that live in Brora, and it's just, it's again, it's one of those ones. It just seems to be that whole kind of Johnny Bravo's kind of flat top, flat top, yep. and slight side shed. Yeah. Um, it's just full of beautiful beaches and, and then stuff. He's, then you, before you hit his beautiful cheekbones, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you get, uh, yeah, then you can stop at the the, the retired thieves castle. Dunrobin. Dunrobin. Dunrobin yeah. Castle. Dunrobin Castle. Which has got the world's largest rhubarb. I mean, it's huge. There you go. 
If that's not worth going, it's, it's, wor- it's worth it. Just don't get me wrong, it's, it's Disney esque, it's very beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, it's, it does look like it should be in a German thing. Aye. Aye. And there's a, I mean, I think there's a birds, one of these birds of prey guys that but walks out right. there and you can see the birds of prey and stuff, so it's quite cool. It's in, but, but you're saying it's got big rhubarb, right? But it's got the world's biggest rhubarb, right? Rhubarb and custard, it's massive. So and interesting enough, that, um, that fascinates me, and I'll tell you why, because when I was in New Zealand, um, back in 2011, 2013, trips to New Zealand, there's loads of wee places in New Zealand which are just like wee towns where, you know, blink and you miss them as you drive through them. Yep. So they've all done things to try and make you stop and have a coffee and things like that, and it was all things like big vegetables and <laughs> massive, massive World's things. biggest ball yeah. of yarn. So I've, Yeah, exactly, that kind of thing. <laughs> so I've got, I've got pictures beside the world's biggest uh, welly boot, the world's biggest carrot, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> all these things. You need to go to Dunrobin Castle. I know, so I've got to go to Dunrobin Castle and get my picture next to the world's biggest rhubarb. I mean, the leaves, you know, the rhubarb. Aye. Things like the leaves are like the size of a car. They're wow. huge. Well, I think um, Dunrobin Castle for a wee rhubarb tart sounds uh, sounds like a trip. Oh. Yeah. You carry on past Golspie and then you can take a detour um, uh, up to Lairg and then round and down to Bonner Bridge or you can follow the A9 down to Tain, the A9 of course being, Tain being part of the Black Isle, um, and the Old Men of Tain is where Glen Morangy whiskey is, so pop in there for a wee that whole, aye, probably for, actually probably for Wick, aye. all the way down, aye, and it's, you're it's, in, you mean there's um, distilleries all the way down absolutely. there, absolutely, so. um, uh, either it brings you right back into Inverness, um, which is a great city, I know it's a great city, I love ah, it, it's lovely. I love it, I love it, there are so many variations along the North Coast 500 route that you can literally weave on and off the main route, uh, and I don't think people that have done it have done the same route twice, you know, it, ha- it has to be a must for any UK biker. And I think it's one of those ones, even like Motorcycle News do a North Coast 746 or something, and they detour off Aye. on the sky and do a couple of islands and yep. then come back on and rejoin and then go away again, so it adds a couple of hundred Aye, islands. So. So. But it's, it's, and it is some of the most stunning scenery and... Beaches, clear waters, and everything. Oh, it, could just be, it, it could be a tropical island. Aye. Some of them, you just white sands and blue yeah. water. And, oh, don't get me wrong, I dare say the water's freezing Aye. and it's absolutely Baltic. But, <laughs> but still, it looks stunning, yeah, absolutely. So Aye. if you're driving around, you've got a wee Mavic mini drone, take it with you, you'll get some amazing shots. Uh, good cool. thinking. No, Darren, uh. we're going down south and off to the left. We're going to Wales. The Landovery Loop, South Wales. So passing through the Brecon Beacons and the Black Mountain, this is a 55-mile loop, and it's an absolute stunner. Starting, obviously, in Landovery, uh, head south along the A4069 to Langdog, where you will hang a left. Still on that A4069, you continue through the Black Mountains to Brenneman. Brenneman, that's a great name, isn't it? Oh, Brenneman. Now, do you can you go for a cinnamon in Brenneman? <laughs> cinnamon. Cinnamon. Cinnamon in Brenneman. <laughs> the probably is, actually. It kind of makes me think of the... I, I, I've now got in my head, though, the Muppet song. Brenneman. Now, this road that 
you've just been riding will be very familiar for, for the for people in the UK. Actually, probably people in other countries as well. This will seem very familiar because this is the road that they close off for the Top Gear. So the guys oh, when they're riding the through the thing, this it? is the Top Gear road. So is that the one that they close off and then break the rules of the road and then they get loads of complaints in from Anorak people saying that's the one that man should not wait until he's finished passing the white double lines before taking crawl. That's car. the one. Right. That's the road. Obviously, when you're riding it, the road will be open. So don't do that. So don't do that. Uh, but yeah, from Brenneman, you head towards. Now this is where. This is this. I thought we were doing well with the Scottish names, yeah. But Estradinlis, Estradinlis, which is Lindinis, Estradinlis. Aye, it's quite. I should really not attempt to. And it's spelt with a Y. It's pronounced that way, but it's spelt with a Y. But interestingly, when we were chatting about, um, we were chatting to chat. We were chatting to Charlie. Oh my God, <laughs> we're going to turn into those two. We, we were chatting, obviously, with Charlie. Have you met our friend Charlie? <laughs> Have you met our friend Charlie? Yeah. Sorry, lads, I can't come out and run tonight. I'm cho- yeah, we're talking to, to Charlie. Charlie. Uh, we were talking to Charlie, um, and it, this is where the the BMW off road school is, and um, that's run by Simon Pavey, who was the guy that obviously taught Ewan and Charlie to do a bit of off road for long way down. That's uh, right. Long way round. I learned the first one, yeah, and then, long, I, and then long way. But he also was the he was one of the co riders with Charlie and taught Charlie on race to Dakar. Um, so that's obviously where his place is. Um, he actually went on to finish the Dakar. He's finished the Dakar a number of times. So he's a properly good rider. Uh, but then if you head uh, onward to Glentoy, uh up well, to Senny nice, uh, head up to Senny Bridge and turn right from here you're straight back west until you return to your starting point again it's a it's a beautiful loop and it's got loads of things in it there's a slight detour here which I put in purely for our benefit um, but if you get a chance there's a, a, a a, a vantage point which is the Hindra Falls so it's South Wales's highest waterfall at a whopping 90 feet now a lot of you are thinking oh that's amazing you want us to stop and have a look at some waterfalls oh yeah no thank you however these waterfalls are not just any waterfalls oh no these are the entrance to the back cave so if you remember the Dark Knight Rises the whole waterfall that he goes into and that thingy bob kind of swings through yep. and all that right yeah that's the bit they filmed it so they, oh. they they were there for i think three or four days filming and i thought waterfalls. and i thought that that waterfall was outside wayne manor as well nope 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 it's in south wales it's not so much wayne manor as wayne minor wayne minor uh it's a good wee route that um it's in uh, i can't remember the book i will remember what the book is i think it's the uk's thingy books i can come to later on um but i if you can if you can check that out and if you're doing that way obviously for the likes of us it's a, a an epic trip to get there we wouldn't have a day to get there yeah and then a day to go run it Aye. a couple of times a couple of times although we'd probably spend ages at the waterfall at the waterfall like, with my Batman helmet I'll go back I'll go back with my Batman helmet <laughs> back across the top gear road about four, four or five times and then to the waterfall for about four hours but yeah the Landovery loop in South Wales is is, is a stunner 
Yeah. Um, even go and check some of the pictures out. There's some great yep. pictures up there for it. We're going to scoop up a bit north again to the Lakeland loop. Now, of course, if it's a lake... And this is good. This is your no real place names, in it? No. We should be it's, fine This here. is great. Aye, but it's got a funny named place, which is great. Love it. So, um, and my schoolboy humour will take uh, an absolute, <laughs> you know... Um, adrenaline boost here for this one. <laughs> anyway, Lakeland Loop, Cumbria, which is northwest England, and we're talking about the Lake Districts essentially, really, is what we're looking at here. Some yep. of the most, um, you know, um, second to Scotland, some of the nicest scenery out there. I've just know? noticed on them, I've just noticed on the map with the route on it exactly what you're going to get. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, heading south, you can start at Penrith, a uh, nice place, and um, you head south to Windermere. You then have two options. Option one is to go northwest towards Ambleside, or option two is to go south to Bowness and Windermere, which is a beautiful wee place, and then west to Coniston. Coniston is famous, of course, for Coniston Water. Um, so if you're into, if you're a petrol head and you're, and you're a speed freak and everything, Coniston Water is where Campbell, um, I had the bluebird, so he broke the 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 speed record on water. And then had his fatal crash, Conor ah. so where That's where all that happened. So, um, when uh, Campbell did all that and uh, he, and he designed all that, that's so that it's like, and I think there's a there's a I don't know if it's Keswick or somewhere that there's a a, a museum and they've, they're trying to get the the bluebird back and they've restored it and they're trying to put it in this museum and all that. So if you're a speed freak of any kind, then um. That's, Steeped in history there for, uh-huh. for petroheads of all kind. Coniston is great, and I love that neck of the woods. It's beautiful down there. Um, either route will return you to the A593, and from there you're heading or following the signage for Hard Not Pass, and that's not the one that's funny. No. Right, Hard Not Pass, although, um, to be fair, if you take some Senna, you'll probably get past it okay. Um, at only two miles long, it doesn't read as one of those bucket list roads. However, it's only two miles, but you've got to ascend 1,291 feet, at a constant gradient of 1 in 3 or 30%, it's a fair old climb. And there's a kind of debate about, believe it or not, I think there's three roads that claim to be the steepest. Aye. And that's one of them, That's one it? of them, and there's one in New Zealand, and I can't remember where that was. And they always kind of fight each other over, it, and, and there's some sort of topographical nuance that they've got that they say that's why they're the steepest, or... You know, you know. Either way, it's a fair old. It's a fair old day. It's a fair old hike up there. Um, some publications say this is more suited to the adventure bike owner and is not for the novice or solo rider. I say, if you know your bike, you know your talent. You know what I mean. Research it and make it your own call. Recently, Henry Cole rode all the way up on a Harley Davidson Livewire. Um, the uh, so you know clearly didn't drain the battery too much. No, no, no. he he put it on his list to go up because yeah. he I don't think he'd been up it before. The views at the top are. Amazing, and on a good day, you can see across the Irish Sea to the Isle of Man, which, of course, is motorbike mecca. Right. Yep. Uh, now, if you if you get there and you thought, I can do it, but change your mind, you can detour south and round the coast towards Bootle and back to Calder Bridge, where you would pick up the route. So there's a way around if you want to. Heading north and inland, we follow the A595 and the A50862. Wait for it. Cockermouth. Yes! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> There you go. So um, from Cockermouth, um, you turn east and you go back towards Penrith. So um, and Penrith uh, is uh, obviously east from Cockermouth. So uh, there we go. Um, in total, you cover about 140 miles, including passing through Cockermouth. And if you take the pass, uh, you're about 180 
Uh, no, sorry, 140 miles if you take the pass, 180 if you detour. Aye. Yep. So if you take the wee steepy bit, pass Cockermouth, then then you can, 140, 180. If you detour. Here for for listeners, when he said that, he had a quick look over his shoulder just to see if his headmaster was sitting. Exactly. <laughs> well, keep quiet, boy. Um, yeah. So anyway, so that there you go from Coniston to Cockermouth, and you could probably and you could probably start that route from. I think Penrith's the easy point to start it from because you could literally just come off of the main because Penrith is literally on the yes. like the main it's on the M6 yeah and it's on. Parallel with some of the other big roads, but you could also start it at Windermere. Can I go that way? Yeah, you could start start at Windermere, start at Penrith. Um, you could even start it at Cockermouth if you wanted to. If you're coming down from the, the coast, um, we didn't mention it, but you do pass through or by Keswick, aye, which um, is where the which is a gorgeous market town, right? Beautiful, right? And then, but there's a baker's in Keswick that do this plum bread, right? Which is just incredible. <laughs> so if you are doing that route, pop in at the baker's and get yourself a wee bit of toasted plum bread covered in butter. And, and by the time you've stopped giggling at the fact you just drove through Cockermouth, you've built up an appetite you'd for almost, the, you've you'd built almost up, beat Keswick anyway. You've beat anyway, Keswick anyway. So. And you, you've built up an appetite for the plum bread. And that means that you can leave Cockermouth and get your plums. Moving on. The... A82 in Scotland. So this one is it's a bit dear to us. It um, is. Because it's literally a stone's throw away um, from, from where we are based. We can smell it from where we're sitting. Aye. And it is utterly majestic. But again, we are slightly biased by saying yep. it's that. But again, setting off from, I'm going to say Balloch at Loch Lomond. Mm-hmm. Um, you're at the tip of Loch Lomond and you start to head northwards to Tarbit. Turning right at Tarbot keeps you on the A82 where you continue to follow the lock shoreline. So it's on your right-hand side all the way up. That's beautiful, isn't it? Oh, it's t- and there's so many vantage points there. The amount of pictures I've seen of motorbikes at these passing places. Mm-hmm. And you can just tell it's local woman all the way along it. Um, there's also so many caravans there on is, that road. But that gives, you, uh, that gives you a chance to enjoy the bike. Mm. Yes, that gives you a chance to test your... Test your technique and your abilities. Um, you eventually run out of Loch Lomond Road and scenery, um, and the road changes. It still remains twisty and sometimes quite sweeping. Um, not many towns on this part of the route until you reach um, Clean Crane Larach. Crane Larach. Which is such another That's good such name for a town, isn't it? Um, but from here, you'll pass through a couple of towns before you reach. Tindrum, which is the home of the Green Welly Stop, which again it's a from a Scottish biker's perspective, it is the meetup place. It isn't it, me- you know? Aye, it's everybody's stop. Everybody's but got to have a picture yeah. of their bike outside the Green Welly Stop. If you, if you, and if you're driving those ro- roads, I have never ever been there and not seen loads of bikers sitting there. No, never. There's always bikers always sitting bikers there. there. Uh, again, and you can actually get a decent cup of coffee and a decent. I know what. This the breakfast are good. The breakfast are good. Do they lovely scone cream aye. and jam? Oh, aye. which nice. you know what I mean. Again, it's not renowned for the the hairy biker. You know what I mean. But no. um, as you depart from here um, at Tindrum, the road splits in two. So if you go off to the left, that takes you onto the eighty five, which takes you round towards Oban, which again is another stunning road. Then you go into Oban, and Oban's absolutely beautiful. But for this, for the sake of this, we're going to go the other way. We're going to keep off onto the A eighty two. Passing through the Bridge of Oki 
and Lochtula, where there's another great viewpoint. Slightly further on, you will eventually see Glencoe in the distance, and you weave your way along a nice flat winding road, and it is really flat, but yeah. twisty. You can see for miles. It's great, isn't it? Oh, it's it's absolutely brilliant. But this will bring you into the mouth, the Glencoe Mountain Range. Again, for a deviation, when you pass the Glencoe Mountain Resort, if you take the first left at King's House, um, there's a twelve mile stretch of road that runs parallel with the river. Is it Etive? Etive. Etive. But this again... Etive, it's Glen... Because it's Glen Etive. So it's Glen Etive. Aye. Glen Etive, yeah. So the River Etive, um, and it again runs by the Glen of the same name. Um, but in here you can actually stop and recreate your James Bond Skyfall picture. The one where Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig and Judy Dench are filmed with the DB5 and the, she's wearing the tartan blanket, which sounds weird. You know what I mean? But, but it's also, it's the same place that the, you get that iconic um, Sean Connery one's taken as well. You know, when he's leaning against the, when he's leaning against his DB5, the black and white, the old black and white one. Aye. And that, the reason they used that in Skyfall was because, because it was exactly it was the, the same place. Tip to him. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, so that's uh, again, another one for a wee detour if you're a James Bond or a movie fan. Yeah. Um, back onto the 82 after Glencoe you will head onto the banks of Loch Leven and you'll cross over at North Balahulish heading for Fort William as you approach Fort William you get some awesome views of Ben Nevis yeah. if the weather's right um, on your right hand side Fort William's a great place to stop because it's a decent sized ah, it's got all the shops you want ah, it's, got everything, you, ah, it's got everything you it's could not, ever need. it's not a nice place though it's 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 a resort town. It's it's all aye. You know, it's got some nice wee bits to it. It's but actually, it's it's made of one of those ones. If you had a wee walk down a wee high street and aye. a decent coffee. Last time I was there, though, I was just like, I was just so tired and so half the things were shut and everything. It was aye. anyway. But Fort William is a good place to get things. You know, and if you're camping or whatever you're doing, it's all these. It's got all your outdoor shops, all your food and everything. It's great for all that. But it's not picturesque. No. no, no, definitely not. But but it, literally within two minutes of leaving there, you're getting some of the best views in the world, <laughs> which is ironic. They just <laughs> stuck this thing in the middle. Um, and normally you would probably say a lot of people will stop there yeah. and say, right, that's me. I've kind of done the eighty-two. However, I wouldn't. I would keep going, mm-hmm. and I would keep going because just a little bit along the road is a place called Spine Bridge, um, and it's not. It's not that far along the road. Um, and again, you come off um, the A82 just ever so slightly. Um, but there is where the World War Two Commando Memorial is. Um, and it's a memorial to the officers and the men of the commandos who died in World War Two. That's where the statue is. That actually overlooks where those guys trained. And it's an absolutely massive, expansive yeah. bit of ground. And for anyone that knows anything about the commandos, from there, they then had to march back to where their barracks were, which is yes, just frightening. Because yeah. I know, you know mean incredible. I my grandfather's got a plaque there because he was one of the, he was a number one commando, and he was stationed obviously at Irvine, which again is a fair old trek. Yep. You know what I mean it's taken it take it takes you about two and about hours to get there on the bike. Aye. Um, from back. Glasgow, and then you probably about another half hour to get to Irvine. So there's at least two and a half hours on the bike. To do that trip, those guys had to walk it back. They were hard as nails. Ah, um, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, 
if you've watched a game, we're going to bring it full circle back to you and Charlie. But um, they stopped there when they did the long way down when they were coming for John O'Groats. They stopped in at Speed Bridge to look at the to go to, aye, to go at the memorial. Um, it's really well worth a visit. It's it's quite a, a and the views are spectacular. Um, but the actual memorial itself is really worth a, a check out. Um, but all in all, just from Bal- from Balloch to um, Spain Bridge, it's 95 miles. Mm-hmm. Because you think about it, it's not that far, but it's some of the best roads. Oh, it's, it's stunning, just, isn't it? Yeah. You've got everything. You've got the loch. You've got the open expanse of fields full of heather. You've got the Glencoe Mountain Pass. You've got, it's got everything in it. It's just such a good road. Yeah. But then we're biased. But then we are slightly biased. West Coast is the best coast. Uh, so last on our list um, uh, is, a, is a route actually that's quite, that I, that I love and I've been on bits of it. I don't think I've done it as a full, um, you know, from A to B kind of point of view, but I've been on bits of it quite often because uh, my brother lives in Northern Ireland. So this is Northern Ireland and the Antrim Coast, which is home to the Northwest 200 every May, which of course is the uh, the racing um, calendar that's up there and. Uh, well, it's home to it when we are not in a pandemic, obviously. Well, obviously. That was a given. Um, this uh, set route is set along the east coast of Ireland. Um, most people opt for the 60 miles route from Larne to Port Rush. Quite a lot of people got off at Larne. That's where the ferry comes in. Uh, and this route not only has a decent set of twisties, but it's also, it's also got an amazing road surface because they do use it for, for racing. So the, the road surface is well maintained. It's... You know, it's um, it's really, really good to ride on, uh, and it does pass through the official Northwest Hundred Circuit. That's one of the reasons for it. Loads of stopping points for photos, coffee, grub. It's packed with everything you could possibly want, and on a clear day, you'll get really good views of the Mullican Tire. Um, Mullican Tire. You knew I was going to sing it. Didn't I you? did die. You knew that. You're going to. If you start at Port Rush, um, um, which is a week in a it's like kind of seaside town on the corner. Which is cool, um, and went south. You can easily continue down through Belfast and on right down to Kilkeel if the notion takes you. Uh, a couple of cool things about that is that up that neck of the woods is where you've got the that rope bridge, that famous rope bridge. You've got the Giant's Causeway up there, which I've, I, I've never been to. I've been to Northern Ireland yeah. and stuff. Giant's Causeway is amazing. The only thing I say is it's not as big as you think it's going to be. Oh, is it? But I think that's but when you realise what it's connecting to in Scotland, you know, Fingal's Cave and all that, and you can and you and you see beyond just the hex. Fingal was a big giant. It was a big giant. Need the giants cause exactly. So um and uh, and then chase the the they know somebody know chase the snakes island or something like that as well. Aye. You'll, if you, if by the way, re- just just to set the record straight, it's actually a volcano that caused it. But right, anyway, can no. sorry. Oh, was but, that? Aye. Next thing you were telling me, there's no Santa Claus. So no, no, that's all right then. That's fine. That's fine. So you, 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 you've got loads of places you can stop for, for, for history and everything as well. And being a geek that I am, hence, that you're not that far away from the King's Road from Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, really? Which is up there, and it's that stunning, heavily dense, twisty, weird, almost Tim Burton-esque trees kind of oh, route thing that, that they use for the King's Road. Although I believe, last time I went, first time I went down it, um, nobody really knew about it. And it was stunning. I took some great pictures and stuff on the phone and everything. Well, it's now it's going to be the mobbed. second time I went down it, there was a big thing up saying this is the King's Road from um, from Game of Thrones, but you could still go up and down it, right? And you yep. pictures thing. And then the last time I went down it, it's closed off. You can't go down it now, so you can go and visit it because it's because the King's it's King's Road, the Game of Thrones. But I think you know, but I, I think all the locals have complained about it because folk just go there and and you know. But you, the last time I went that you were allowed on it, you couldn't get a good picture on the King's Road because everybody was sitting on it in the cars. 
you know, it's a bit, a bit like that, kind of, you know what I mean? Hence, so why, hence why they shot it. It's hence why they enough. shot it, you know, it's fair enough. So um, now you just kind of get a good picture because it's full of people. Aye. You know? And all going well, this weekend, um, which is the, I don't even know what date it is today. This is the 8th. 8th, yeah. So by the time this goes out, it's probably going to be the 10th. Yeah. So Friday. Um, if anyone's over there, because obviously there's a bike meet, there's a bike race on at Crookstown. Yeah. Um, this weekend, keep your eyes out for a Gandalf looking fella driving a CB, uh, Honda CBR. That That uh, is the, the world famous. That's controversial calling. Controversial call. Go up and tell him that you love the R7 and uh, and everything about it. Just <laughs> just, just to noise him up, will you? Colin, Colin's over this weekend. Uh, he's over for the actual, for the qualifying and then the racing. And then the Sunday, I think he's actually going to go and do that road. Um, from Larnock up to Portrush. Nice. Um, so if you see him about, he'll be handing out average biker stickers and cards, cards and, and all things. sorts of stuff. Yep. So if you see him, you know I mean? If you see him and you get a card, then send us a picture holding up your average biker card or yes. shows shows the weirdest place you put your sticker. Tumbleweed. <sighs> but keep it clean, it's a family show. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, there we go. Well, send them in anyway. We just kind of share them. them. Uh, share them. Uh, so they're, they're just five of the top ones we've picked out. There are loads of great roads throughout the country. So a few others for you to look up, please. The South Coast 500 in England, because if we've got a North Coast, they've got to have a South Coast. Um, because we're up north and they're down south, it makes sense. They'd have a, the coast they would have is south. Logical. Yep. What bit of, what bit of Johnny Bravo is that then? Uh, that's Johnny Bravo's um, turnips. Yep, on his denims, uh, because his shoes are done at the lizard, done it. Good point. Exactly. Um, um, the Snake Pass Loop in the Peak District in England. Um, whenever I see Peak District, I just think of um, daytime dramas. There's always something in the Peak District and daytime uh, dramas in Taylor. Something to get mobbed up. The Chalbury TT in Oxfordshire and Buckinghamshire in England, and Whiskey Galore in Moray in Scotland. Whiskey Galore. Whiskey Galore. Bye. Aye. <laughs> what does that remind me of? Would you call it? What was that movie? Local Hero? Uh, well, yeah, although there was a movie called Whiskey Galore. Uh, there was a movie called Whiskey Galore, just the way you said that. Whiskey Galore, I just thought of the guy painting the bike, yeah. uh, painting the boat. Oh, that's um, him. Is he sure there's two, two L's and dollars? Aye, and another two G's and bugger off. Mm, exactly. Uh, uh, I love it, yeah. Whiskey Galore, <laughs> money's gone. And, um, yeah, of course, based on the, the, the Whiskey Galore was the SS politician, which... Ran aground uh, full, of, full of whiskey. And all the locals <laughs> stole all the whiskey. And the tax man were chasing after him because uh, the excise man. Yeah. It's a very good, very funny film. And it also makes a really good play. And, and there's a play that you can do, which is a play watching them making Whiskey Galore as a radio play, which is very funny. Oh, really? Very good, yeah. Oh, that would be quite interesting. Quite good. Like anyway, that. yeah, I digress slightly, but just Aye. a bit of culture. Again, a bit of culture. A bit of culture. A bit of culture, mate. Go on and, you mean, go online. There's loads of. Loads and loads and loads of routes out there, and people have created their own. I know we talked about before that was like almost like a peak district 250. Mm-hmm. That's we right, talked about yeah, that before. Talked about um, so there's loads of people got loads of different routes out there, um, and there's some decent books out there. I can highly recommend the Simon Wheels Bike of Britain. So the South Wales one and Hard Not Pass route, both of those are in Bike of Britain book. Right. Um, which, believe it or not, actually has a forward from the forwards written by Charlie Boorman. <laughs> we've just kind of come full circle this How week. Feel so impressive. We're talking about a, a, a bike loop and we've come full circle. Yes. 
Uh, also, another book that I can highly recommend and thoroughly enjoy uh, enjoyed was The Motorcyclist Guide to Scotland by uh, um, J.G. Ferguson. Um, it's another brilliant... It's, it's more of a travel book than a bike book um, because he talks about different types of accommodation and the etiquette and all that, Scottish etiquette and stuff. And then he talks about the midges and the different types of beasties and stuff you get. So it's quite good. But also, each route comes with he puts on recommendations for further reading not so much about the route but about what you would see in that route so if yep, there's something yep. special he's he's went to the effort of researching a book to tell you there's a book on it and he also provides you with a soundtrack for each route with a qr code so you just scan it and it takes you straight to spotify and that's the the playlist for that route which is quite clever unless you've got apple music unless you get apple music in which case you snook it mm-hmm. um but again, if you have a route or a particular road that you want us to share with everyone else, then by all means send it in, send us pics, send us videos. We just love, you know I mean? Love to hear from you. Aye. I feel like we haven't had any listener in Max Marie Vile. So, yeah, so get, your, get your roots out for the boys. Get your roots out for the Get your, your roots. No. Yeah, okay. Which, I get your roots. <laughs> to be fair, that could it's help. pandemic. Be, My could, roots are terrible. Oh, something to say. <laughs> I just kind of get a decent blue rinse. <laughs> you've you've nearly left. You just shaved that. Aye. Apart from the man. So I think I think summarising the big question of the of the the medium information session <laughs> is uh, is a uh, uh, you were generous with the medium. I know medium uh, is go out and do not waste whatever time you've got left aye, this year I, in the bike. Aye. There's aye. loads of places to do. Whether it's a you know a fifty mile loop or a four day. Excursion. Excursion, yeah. So Adventure. Absolutely, yep. Cool. I know. I, I'm kind of like, I just want to go and do the 882 now. Mm-hmm. The first decent days, just go, right, I'm just gone and just... Vop. And there's many a time we'll go up that way and maybe get as far as, like, we'll cut off and head towards Inverary or we'll even just stop at Tarbot and get a coffee at the wee coffee hut just for the sake just of, the sake of being getting out for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, definitely, get out there and... Get out there and get it done. Yeah, before it gets too nasty. nasty. Well, it's not that. Some of those routes, when the weather descends, is just going to be treacherous. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's certain part, like Apple Cross, when the weather mm. comes down, <laughs> forget it. I forget it. I imagine hard not pass. Yeah. Some, and obviously, a lot of these places you're going for the views and stuff like that. And, you know, when the weather's, even when it's just the mist descends, you know, it's like, Aye. it's like, um, it's like, a, a, well, it's look, like I'm a, in a cloud. Exactly, it's like a my bike. Go in there, it's like a it's like a, a fingerless tour guide. Pointless, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> That's a bad joke. That's a really bad yeah. joke. So I was stumped for anything else to do. See, stumped. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> so, Wrap it up. Right. Hey. <laughs> I'll give you a knuckle sandwich. Yeah, right. Cool. That's it, folks. That's uh, episode. A leaving. A leaving. For the Scottish people. A leaving, yeah. For the Scottish people of a certain... A living. A certain ilk. Ilk, yeah. Uh, kind of East Coasty or Ayrshire-y kind of a leaving's kind of great. Aye. Uh, thank you for listening again to the ramblings of us average bikers this week and for supporting us on every episode that we do. Thank you so much. I can't believe we're in double files. I know, absolutely. And that's just my waistline. Again, as long as you lovely people out there keep listening, we will continue to be here. Sorry. 
It's your own fault. This is your own fault, guys. Um, Remember, these are just the opinions of a group of average bikers. Yeah, massive thanks from all of us here. Again, if you enjoyed it, please like, share, and more importantly, subscribe. If you want to get in touch with questions, possible big question, your roots, you want to get your roots roots in send your pictures in or your videos, then you can do so either at Average Bikers in a Cave at Outlook.com or get in touch with, touch with us get in touch with us via our Facebook page or Instagram um, but until then we will see you when we do the next episode next maybe, episodes? maybe next episode might be Charlie well, we're going it to might be Tim Bradshaw it might be Tim yeah. it might not be it, it might, might not just be, be us again it might just be us again maybe Tio Tio, if you're we out haven't there. talked about T- we haven't slipped. I was going to say we haven't slipped Tio in, but we haven't got we haven't managed to get Tio's name in. No. We'll leave it right in at the end. Yeah, so, so it is actually let's just it and we'll get an number going. Hi, hi, Tio, hi, Tio, hi, Irene. Hi, if you're listening, how the wins? If you're listening, how the twins? You know, so we'll stop it in at the end. The twins. That's what she said. So anyway, oh dear, sorry. Anyway, cockamouth. Until next time. Remember, only a biker understands why a dog sticks his head out of a car window. I think you're going to see cockermouth. <laughs>